Well, hey, hey, what is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 117. And if you could see me right now, my hands are going crazy because I'm so excited. I don't know why I am today. I just am. I'm all pumped up. Uh, Well, I am excited because I want to share this with you because I recently did a workshop and we were talking about product selection and there was something that kind of popped into my head and I go, you know what, if we didn't clarify this, this could be a huge mistake when you're doing your product selection. So I felt, you know what, I should probably do a podcast on this. I should probably talk about more about the product selection mistakes and how to avoid them. So today I'm going to cover three of them. One of them is huge. And this one here, if you do not realize this, you could make a really, really big mistake. And that's what I'm going to hopefully help you prevent today on this episode. Now, before I do jump in, first off, I got to say thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to the podcast. I know you guys have a lot of choices out there, and I'm so glad that you hit play on my podcast and uh, you're helping to support the TAS community. Speaking of the TAS community, the TASers, TAS Nation, however we want to call ourselves, I wanted to give a little shout out inside of the public Facebook group. And this shout out goes to Troy Smith. And Troy posted a screenshot of his phone, of his sales. We call that our little slot machine. Danny Brewer calls it that. Uh, When you swipe down and it kind of refreshes, it shows you how much money you've made for that day. Well, he's actually shown here, Troy that is, shown a screenshot from his weekly sales and it was $1,538.35. That there, to me, is awesome progress. And this is what he had to say on the post when he actually posted this screenshot. He said, I've been slowly learning and taking action for almost a year now. Started selling in in, uh, early this summer and quickly ran out of inventory. Got my inventory a couple weeks ago and things are starting to go pretty well. So what Troy has done here, and Troy, by the way, congratulations and great job for sticking with it because I think that's the important thing. He started over a year ago go, slowly starting to take action, made a decision to really start maybe paying a little bit more attention to this for whatever reason, maybe life got in the way. And now after he's got an inventory back in, things are starting to get ramped up again. And now he's getting motivated and, uh, and he's inspiring others by posting this stuff inside of the Facebook group. So if you are inside that group, post more stuff like this. Also post what you've learned, what you have, uh, you know, maybe made mistakes on in the past. And this way here, you can help us all avoid those mistakes and learn from them. So again, if you guys are not part of our community over there, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash F as in Frank, B as in boy. We would love to have you. All right, so what we're gonna do then is we're gonna jump right in here. I got a lot of stuff I wanna cover here. And I don't really have in any particular order. I have a little bit of a of an order, but let's just kind of dive in. The first thing that I get asked by a lot of people, and this could this could be if you've already been selling for a while, or you know maybe you're just starting to sell. But this all really does apply. And these are things that I consciously think about while I'm doing research now. Now that I've kind of learned, you know, by making a couple of mistakes. All right. But the number one thing that you need to understand when going into a market is the depth of a market. Very, very important that we understand the depth of the market. Now, what does that mean? What it basically means is if we search for a product or a category, or not even a category, a keyword, if we search for that keyword, and in this example, let's say garlic press, right? We're going to get uh, usually about 16, right now there's 16, and 
Amazon's always changing. There might be 12 by the time you listen to this. Who knows? But when you're searching, you'll see that there's usually 16 per page. And then from there, that is like your first page. So we always like to think of like the top 10. And the top 10 is where we really want to be. Somewhere in there, top five is better. Top two is even better. And the number one is is the best, right? So for that keyword, we want to look at the depth. So we want to look at those top 10 sellers and that's going to determine the depth. So what we want to look at is how many sales is the number one seller getting and how many sales is the 10th seller getting. And then in between there, that's where we get our average of how many we think are selling in that particular market. Now, there's a lot of different ways that you can go about finding out how many sales that they're making. And you can go off of BSR and the BSR is the best seller rank. And for those of you that don't know about BSR, maybe you're brand new. It's really a gauge or a a metric that Amazon gives all of its categories. And then from there, it, it kind of tells them or tells us or whoever needs to know really the uh, the amount of sales that are running through there. Now, not that number doesn't particularly say how many sales it is, but by looking at that number and knowing the different categories, that will help you determine how many sales are generally running through there. Now, one thing to understand about sales volume, during the year, different trends, different times of the year, you're going to have more traffic running through categories. And I'm going to give you an example here in a minute. Greg Mercer of Jungle Scout uh, posts a, uh, a graph, or not a graph, a chart, that actually goes through these on a month-to-month basis. And he does this to show you different volumes running through different categories. So I'm going to share that with you to show you what I mean by this, and then we'll kind of move more into, you know, some more of these, you know, mistakes to avoid. All right. So let me just quickly pull that up for you, because I think that's really important to share this. So, and again, if you're driving right now, or uh, if you are, uh, you know, flying, uh, you might be able to write this down, but if you are, well, if you're flying in a plane, if you're on a motorcycle, no, don't do it. Uh, you know, so just make sure that you're safe. If you're going to write these down, if not just log them in right now and then come back to the show notes of this episode and I'll have these posted there as well. So here are the numbers for certain categories. I'm going to give you the main categories right now. And then this way here, you can kind of see what I'm talking about. So if we look at the baby category, okay. Items that are selling in baby, okay, this is the top level category. So let's just say it's baby is the category. If we want to know how many, or if we want to look at the BSR in that category, and we want to know approximately how many sales are being generated through there, 3,400 is right now, and we're in the month of October. This was for September, so we actually have to go like a month behind, but it kind of, it gives you an idea, right? So baby right now 3,400 BSR is roughly 10 sales a day, okay? And again, I don't want to get a bunch of emails saying like, Scott, it's it's wrong, I'm in baby, it's actually, you know, 3,000 and that's what it is. Well, it's going to vary, but you're going to get the idea, okay? Now, beauty, 9,000 BSR is 10 sales a day. Now, look at that. We jumped from baby to beauty and you got 3,400 and then 9,000. Why would that be so far off? Well, baby obviously has less volume running through it than beauty, Okay, so that's why that number is off. But all you need to understand is that these numbers are being tracked with different data points through Greg Mercer's software, Jungle Scout, and it's able to determine this uh, over time. Okay, so then the other one is cell phone and accessories at 7,000. We've got grocery, which is 4,900. We've got health and personal care, which is 14,000. Now let's pause there for a second. Baby is 3,400. If you see a BSR of, of, uh, of a product that's 3,400 and it's in baby, then you can 
typically say it's around 10 a day. If you go into health and personal care and you find one that is 3,400, that's probably selling more like 40 a day. Okay. And I'm guessing here, but you can see what I'm saying. 14,000 BSR is 10 a day. That number is dramatically different. Okay. And that's why once you get into a market, you'll start to understand this. Now, if you're using Jungle Scout, it kind of does all this for you, but I kind of want to give you this just in case you don't have Jungle Scout and you want to do it the manual way. You can still look through all of your uh, listings that you're comparing it to, and then you have to look and see what their BSR is. And then over, you know, probably in the next seven days, you're going to want to track that. You're going to want to log back in, check each one again, and then kind of make a note in your spreadsheet and see if they've gone up or down. And there's one important piece here that I'm going to cover in a minute that I'm going to talk about that is why you need to definitely do your research as far as the numbers because they can be inflated and I'll let you know how in a minute, okay? So let's just move along here. So we go to home and kitchen, that category, 16,000 is 10 units per day. Home improvement, 5,500. Kitchen and dining, 6,800. Office products, 4,500. Patio lawn and garden, 2,200. Pet supplies, 3,500. Sports and outdoors, 8,000. Toys and games, 6,000. Now, again, if you if you didn't get a chance to write them down, don't worry about it. I'm going to post this uh, on this particular episode on the show notes, okay? So don't worry about it. All right, so now that we kind of get that, right? We get that there's different sales volumes running through all of these different categories. Now we got to know what category we're in, and then from there we can start to do our research. So if you're going into baby, well, then you know that if you find something that's lower than 35 or 3,400, uh, then from there you're probably selling a few more and vice versa, okay? So it's just a good gauge to set yourself at. Now, I didn't have any of this stuff when I first started. I kind of had to do the, the the little trick, and again, I'll have to explain the trick. It's the 999 trick where you basically go into your competitor, you act as though you're buying the product, you type in that you want to order a 1,000 units, um, and then from there, what'll happen is, is it'll come back and say that there's a 1,000 units in, in stock, or it'll say, sorry, there's only 350 left in inventory of this item. And then I would come back 24 hours later, I would do the same thing, and then I would say, oh, there's only 300 left now. So they sold 50 in the course of 24 hours. And I would have to do this day after day so I can see how many sales are running through there. Now again, with Jungle Scout, he's basically built this software to do all of that for us, which is really, really awesome. All right, so that's pretty much the BSR and all of that good stuff, right? So the big thing here to understand, again, going back to depth of market. So now that you know how to figure out like how many sales are generally running through these particular listings, okay? So if you find the top 10 listings and you look at them, you're going to look and see how many sales are being generated. So this way here, we know that the seventh listing is doing at least 10 units a day consistently, okay? And, And that means basically 300 sales per month. Okay. Now, Greg Mercer has also talked about this publicly on my podcast. I actually uh, interviewed him on episode 56. So that's the amazing seller.com forward slash 56. Great interview. And he actually talks about his process, which is very similar to mine. His one little thing that he does, which I think is really cool, is he takes the top 10 or top 12 and he adds up all of the units being sold per month. And if it averages out to where you're doing, or if it, if it totals 3,000 units per month, that's basically 10. 10 units a day across all of those listings, and then you can go in and grab 10% of the market, all right? So 
Again, I'm going off on a little bit of a of a different direction there, but just to kind of clarify that a little bit. But depth of market is key because if you're going after a product and you see that the top two sellers are selling really well, but then all of a sudden third, fourth, fifth, sixth one is only selling like two a day, that's not good because that means you have to be in the number one or number two spot to get those sales. Okay. And again, this is just a gauge. This is just these aren't these aren't hard and fast numbers. This is just kind of like my uh, you know my system and, and kind of like how I go about thinking or if I can get into a market, okay, or into a product line with that product, okay, so depth of the market, number one mistake right there is that, okay, it's not finding enough depth in the market, okay, so now number two is you want to look and and see the reviews, right, so if we see lower reviews, but they're still getting a lot of sales, we get excited because we're like, wow, that means I can kind of compete, now if you found that there was a lot of volume in that and there's a lot of depth of of the market there, but you've seen that the reviews were really high, well, then you're going to say, oh, wow, then it's going to be harder to get into this because the reviews are high. I'm going to have to compete with these because the reviews are high. Now, again, if you guys are brand new and you're thinking, well, why does reviews matter that much? Reviews is really a conversion mechanism. So when you go to a listing and you see that they have 800 reviews and then you look at another listing and they only have two reviews, you're probably going to lean towards the one with 800 as long as they're not all three-star reviews, right? Because it's just social proof, all right? So it makes it harder to compete. Here's the problem. If you're doing the depth of market and you see that there's maybe the top uh, the top listing has 800 reviews, but then the second one has 500 and the third one has 400. And let's say the, f- you know, fifth one has like 300 and they, they just get keeping, you know, getting lower. Or maybe you see the number five spot has only 45 reviews, but then, you know, maybe the 10th guy has 300 reviews and you're thinking to yourself, wow, that's weird that 54 reviews and they're doing more volume in sales and they have, you know, a lower review, review number. I can fit that in that spot. Here is the problem. Okay. You need to do your research on that listing. Now, how do you do that? And why do you want to do that? Well, here's the thing because private labelers like us are taking a product, we're bringing it to the market, we're launching it, and then we are usually doing some type of promotion, some type of giveaway to start to spike, you know, sales so we can start getting some reviews and kind of start the natural progression of the sales, right? That's what we're trying to do. So here's the thing. You may go in there and look at all this and go, that's awesome. Look at that. I can compete. Now what you want to do is you want to make sure that you track that over seven to 10 days. Or another thing you can do is go to camelcamelcamel.com, okay? And that there is a site where you can take that link of that URL of of that listing, or you can just take the ASIN of that listing and then punch it into Camel, 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 and it's going to tell you when that listing started, and it's going to also show you the BSR over time. So if someone just launched, it's going to say they just launched, and it's going to have very little data, and you're going to see that, and you're going to see clearly that they just did a launch, so that's what spiked their sales. So I would discount that listing then. I would completely wipe it out. I would not pay attention to it uh, as far as me being able to compete. Then I would want to go to the next one that maybe has 300 reviews and then has still has good sales volume and then I want to look at that and then I can go back and say oh wow look at that they've been selling for eight months now and they still got on first page so I could probably compete with them it might be a little bit more work but I can still compete so that is number two as far as their mistakes that's actually one of the biggest mistakes you can make besides the depth of market is getting excited about a listing and then saying 
oh, wow, this is awesome. I can compete there, but not doing the research. And one of the very first signs of this is if they have high sales numbers, but low reviews, you really need to pay attention to that and do your research. Trust me, you want to do that because you might pull the trigger and go ahead and order a shipment of a thousand or 2000 units and then find out you're going to be fighting an uphill battle. So one way to protect yourself is to do that research. Definitely, definitely worth it. Now, let me just kind of give you a little side note here. Uh, Greg Mercer just released a web app. It's it's actually uh, in addition to his Jungle Scout extension for Chrome. And what this allows you to do is find products, but it also lets you track products over time. So once you find a product, you can do that and let it happen. Uh, the one thing you have to do, though, is you have to give it time. When you use Camel, 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 it's going to give you historical data. Now, that's good, but you also want to do some of your real-time data, so that way you're not just looking at like you know sales stuff that was from the past. You want to see kind of what's happening now. But just thought I would throw that out out there to you. And again, the links to Jungle Scout and the web app and all that stuff will be included in the show notes here, but they'll also be included on my resource page. So if you head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash resources, you can find those tools there, and uh, yeah, you can check them out. So all right, moving on. The third one, the third mistake that I want to point out to you is maybe you see that the depth is there. You see that the reviews are legit and they're, you know, steady and no one's done a really big blast that's really kind of inflated the numbers, right? But then the next thing you really need to pay attention to is the price because you'll see some that might be selling at, let's say, $24.95 and then you've got three or four or five that you think that you can compete with and they're only selling for $7.99, right? So now you might say, well, that other person's selling in there. If I see more than usually four or five that are really, really low, I'll, I'll get out of there because it's to me, it's it's showing me that price is going to drive sales. And if I have to compete on price, it's going to be really, really hard. The margins are going to get less and less, and it's just not a really good place to start. So I personally don't go down that avenue. But let me just say, if you have a product right now that's a low price, you have a a medium, you know, margin on it, a semi good margin on it, that might be a driver to then lead people into another product. So just a little side tip there for you, because sometimes people, they don't look at the, at the low priced items and I don't really either, but if I see a low price item that I can get really, really inexpensively and maybe even only make three, four bucks on it, I'll think to myself, maybe I can use that as a lead in offer and then I'll get a bunch of traffic there. And then from there I can lead people over to my other products. So it's just another, another way to think about using low priced items. But again, it just, it creates another inventory, uh, you know, management, uh, thing that you got to take care of. And when you're first starting, you might not have the capital to do that, but that is another strategy that I'm thinking about employing here in, in the future, because I think it is a really, really good strategy. But when we're talking about margins right now, you're talking about getting that one or two products that are doing 10, 20 units a day. You definitely want to look at your margins. So those are really the three big product selection mistakes, and that's how you can avoid them. So first off, let's go over them again. First off, depth of market, really, really important. Do not make the mistake of looking at the first two or three listings and thinking that you're going to go in there and dominate those three when the rest of the depth is gone, okay? When when everyone else underneath them is hardly doing any sales. That's a sign to get out of there. Number two, 
Low reviews usually equals less competition, but you have to verify the sales before selecting that. And the way to do that very easily is either in the web app of Jungle Scout. They have that feature now where you can track it over time. It'll tell you the sales. And then the other way is to use camelcamelcamel.com. Okay, and just take the URL of that listing and put it in there and then start to uh, look at the data. You can also see the price in Camel, Camel, Camel over time. It'll show you what they started the price at, what they've lowered it to, what they've raised it to, and you can kind of get an idea on what they are doing for that particular product. And then the last thing, the third one, is the price. Make sure that you do not underestimate your margins and make sure that you're not going into a product line or a product in that market that is driven by price. If that is the case, it's going to be hard to make a good margin on that to where you can continue down that that road with that product. And, and like I said, the only the only thing that I would consider doing that, or the only way I would consider doing that, is if the margins were were low, but I was still making a little bit. It was at least a more than a break even, right? Maybe you're making a couple, two, three bucks a unit. Well. Then from there, if I could say, well, that's going to be a lead into my next offer, I might do that. Or the other thing to do, and I'm thinking on the fly here, the other thing to do is if you could have a variation. So if let's say that you're making a low margin on that for selling one singly, but let's say it could be bundled in a three pack or a five pack. Now we're on to something. Now you could have a better deal on the three pack, but yet still charge, let's say 1995. So you're going to up your uh, margin because now you've increased the amount that they're going to buy. And it's all going to be packaged into one thing there. So again, I was just thinking on the fly there for that. So that is pretty much the three product selection mistakes and how to avoid them. Again, if you want to uh, check out all of the show notes here, you can head over to the amazingseller.com forward slash 117. The other thing, if you wanted to check out Jungle Scout and you can check out the web app, the extension for Google Chrome, and uh, you wanted to uh, get a little discount there, you can head over to the amazingseller.com forward slash Jungle Scout. And that there will bring you to the official page. It'll also show you the web app. It'll also show you the extension and kind of like all of what that does uh, with using that particular software, which I love and I couldn't live without now. And I know a lot of people agree with me on that. When I first started, I was doing it the manual way and it was timely and it wasn't as accurate and it was just a lot harder. So uh, again, uh, I would definitely, definitely uh, check out Jungle Scout if you have not done so already. All right, guys, that is pretty much going to wrap it up. I hope this has been helpful. I really just wanted to cover this to uh, make you aware of these because sometimes that, that shiny object, right? That one listing looks really, really good. And I just want you to definitely do your research on that to make sure that it is going to be a good uh, path to go down. Okay. With that product. All right. So that is it. That's going to wrap it up. Thanks again for listening. I, I know you guys have a lot of choices and I'm so glad that you chose me today or this podcast and you push play. Hopefully I made your ride to work or maybe your flight or maybe your run a little bit nicer. And uh, I really do appreciate each and every one of you. So that's going to wrap it up. Remember guys, I'm here for you. I believe in you. I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to do walk. Come on now, say it with me, say it out loud, take action. Have an awesome day and I'll see you in the next episode.